0: This is L.A. Court Report, covering Southern California's boys' high school basketball scene. Going to games, running events, hosting Zoom conversations. And now, the podcast.
1: This is the L.A. Court Report podcast. I'm Steve Wax, and I'm here with L.A. Court Report co-founder Brad Enright. Brad, how are you doing tonight?
0: Oh, I'm doing well, doing well, looking forward to this episode.
1: And the reason you're looking forward to this episode is we're joined by UCLA associate head coach Darren Savino. Coach Savino, thanks for being with us tonight.
2: What's up, gentlemen? Everything is good, and I'm happy to be here.
1: We're happy to have you, Coach. And really, we want to just jump right in and say, one thing we love about Southern California is the high school scene is robust. People are excited about it. And despite all the distractions that all the distractions that exist in Los Angeles, there's so many people who just love going to the local high school games. And with things being as shut down as they are, we just wanted to check in with you about the players from Southern California in your program. Mm -hmm. Players we had the opportunity to follow from their high school days And we want to know how things are going for them. We don't get to see them. And fortunately, you do.
2: (laughs) I see them every day. Well, (laughs) I haven't seen them every day. But now now that we're back uh, working out and seeing them every day, so that's a good thing.
1: Absolutely. And there's really kind of three tiers of players that you have. There's the players that you inherited. There's the players who are with you in their first year of college. And there's the players that are in their first year now. So we just kind of want to do a roll call and find out how these players that we had a chance to watch through their high school days are doing. So we can just jump right in. How about Winward alum Jules Bernard?
2: Jules is uh, – yeah, Jules is great to deal with every day, uh, comes in with a, a great attitude, you know, works extremely hard, very physical uh, player. Uh, I, I've always thought he could be, you know, a guy that could really add uh, – add, and a defensive presence to himself because how strong he is, um, willing willing to give up his body, uh, especially uh, you know against the other team's better players. So um, just uh, you know, it's been it was fun coaching him this year, and I I'm looking forward to uh, his development improvement this year.
1: Fantastic, dear annual um Cody Riley.
2: Cody Cody's from afar. We kind of admired Cody. You know, we obviously we played UCLA. Um, we played before we came out here at Cincinnati. We, we had played UCLA three years in a row and, um, you know, scouting Cody uh, he was there all three years, but scouting Cody, I thought he would, what I would call, uh, when I was, a, we were at Cincinnati, a bear cat in quotes. And, and Cody, uh, Cody reminds me of the, one of the guys that we used to have, uh you know, the type of guys that we had at Cincinnati. And I, and I mean that as a compliment, he's tough, he's physical. Um, he, he's a gamer, you know, he's a guy that, um, when the game is on the line he's he's willing to uh fight for position and do whatever it takes to win the game and you know i i don't i don't see him looking for points i don't know what people see on the outside but i just know what being with him every day all he cares about is 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 uh helping the team win and uh humble guy and just been a been a pleasure to uh to coach
1: fantastic and one of the most improved players i think in the Pac12 Cronus Centennial
2: alum Jalen Hill. J- Jalen is a uh, is a is a unique player, uh, a guy that that tall and that big and strong, and the way he could move uh, is is a sight to see. You know, he's he's six nine ish, uh, maybe six ten, two hundred and forty something pounds, but but he moves like a guard, and um, you know just ex- you know tremendous future ahead of him, and he's getting better. Um, he is definitely bought into kind of the, the role that we want him to play and and, and uh, trying to get the most out of him. So he, he's, he's uh, you know, him and Cody, I work with the big guys specifically. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you threw those two guys out there right away. And, it, it, you know, I, I enjoy, really enjoy training those guys
1: every day. So,
2: and I'm looking forward to both of them having a great season.
1: Fantastic. How about David Singleton of Bishop Montgomery?
2: One of our hardest workers, you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind when you say David's name, he came back in in tremendous condition, which wasn't a surprise. And uh, so that, that was really nice to see, but again, wasn't a surprise knowing David's work ethic. Uh, He seems to be moving much better. Um, He, you know, he tells everybody he he feels, uh, feels great. You know, the injury uh, last year, not practicing the whole summer and, and, um, you know, it was, it was tough for him to get back to full strength. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping that he's, um, you know, hundred percent healthy and he's going to have a
0: great season. Hey, coach, I want to ask a quick follow-up question, not so much about David, but as, as Wax mentioned, you know, he's an alum of Bishop Montgomery mm-hmm. and you know, you haven't spent a ton of time on the West coast, you know, as an actual coach, you usually only just one season, but, You've recruited the West Coast for a long time, and, and when we spoke over the summer, I know when you guys were at New, when you were at New Mexico with Coach Fischilla, you landed a lot of players from California. Mm-hmm. When you have a player like a David Singleton that comes from Bishop Montgomery or a noted program, is there any sort of an expectation that you have of a player coming there uh, to have a certain work ethic or to play a certain way or to have a certain knowledge about the game that you may not, expect from a player that maybe didn't come from an as notable or successful of a program. And if that's true, is that fair to assume no, no, that of
2: a player? You know, Brad, I, I think, you know, you're making some good points. And, and as a recruiter, you'd like to get obviously uh, a really talented player, uh, a guy that's a, a kid, that's a great kid on and off the court, great student, you know, zero maintenance. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, but, but, you know, David comes from a winning program and anytime you can recruit guys, uh, from a program that wins consistently to understand what winning is and what goes into winning um it, it just makes our job easier, so yeah, mm-hmm. I mean recruiting uh, good players from the best programs that 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 again makes our job a little easier and and that 's the key and and uh David definitely was a really good high school player, he put in a great high school team and so that that he gets it and he understands what it takes to win so it, it certainly helps and it 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 would ideally we'd like to recruit every guy from you know the best programs if if that's
0: possible when you say he gets it i think that that speaks volumes just those three simple words make it pretty easy to understand especially when you come from a program like like bishop
2: sure and david you know whether it's you know his, and i know his dad is very involved in David's life and mom and, and, uh, works hard with David, uh, in the off season. I it, uh, notorious, uh, hard workers in the gym, both, both, uh, David senior and junior. So th- those, those guys have just been a pleasure to, uh, David's been a pleasure to coach. He's an energy giver. When he comes to practice, he's talking, he's, he's never like, you know, Hey Dave, you okay? Is something wrong? Like he's never like that. And so, you know, having guys like that in your program is, is a pleasure. And David's definitely one of those energy givers uh, every day in practice. Awesome. Awesome.
1: So moving down the list, you also have Logan Cremonisi from modern day.
2: So Logan's a walk-on this year, uh, preferred walk-on, um, obviously played for a great high school. And, and so, you know, it's been early on, we, we haven't really done a whole lot of than uh, skills and, in, in small groups but um you can tell he's he's been coached right plays for a great high school he hops into drills he picks things up very quickly he seems to be very uh very excited to be a part of uh of the Bruins and and and, and going to UCLA so um I'm sure he's going to really it is very very rare guys do you do you have a uh, preferred walk-on it's like six seven six eight that, that you can that you can use up in practice. It really just, um, makes, makes things a lot easier. So, so far, you know, I'm really enjoying my time with Logan.
1: Fantastic. And Russell Strong from Crespi?
2: And a smart player. Kid, the guys in the team love him. Uh, you know, he he's the kind of, kind of guy that will, uh, stay after practice and shoot with the guys and making sure guys are getting shots up. He just, you know, uh, He's, he's really a, a, a Bruin. like He loves it, and he's a really smart kid. Um, you know, someday he's going to be running some big company, but um, in the meantime, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get the most out of him in practice and uh, help us, help us uh, become a better program.
1: Fantastic. And you also had two players who their first year of college basketball was your first year with them at UCLA last year, the first one being Jake Kyman from Santa Margarita
2: where would we be guys without Jake Kyman last year? I mean, he he single-handedly uh, won us games and kept us in games and um w- stuck with it when when things weren't, you know, necessarily going his way as far as playing time. I think he he might have he might had six games where he he didn't get in uh, or maybe five games where he didn't even play and he wasn't hurt. And uh this shows the, you know, the kind of mental toughness he has um, you know, just fearless and doesn't get down on himself even when he wasn't playing, he was cheering for his teammates and his time his time came and and uh you saw what happened as the season went on. Just uh just wow, he he he's a great shooter. Uh, hopefully he keeps progressing and you know someday we'll say he might be the best shooter we've ever coached. But um so far it's been uh you know it's been fun coaching him and 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 we're very fortunate to have him. I, I would say that.
1: And so I think the question both Brad and I would have right now is when you have a player who's not getting those reps, who's not getting in games, as good as their attitude can be, any kid is going to be a little dejected. How do you keep that kid up and positive when going through something like that?
2: Constantly talking to them, you know, keeping them engaged, uh, keep watching film with them. You know, the, the worst thing you can do as a coach is, is ignore guys that, uh, you, you know, ignore that conversation with kids, you know, because because, you know, they're not happy and they're not, you know, that they, they, they want to play and they want to play more. Um, but you got to You got to keep them engaged. You got to keep talking to them, keep their head up, uh, keep keep uh, keep pushing them to keep working hard and stay with it. And and his time came. And to his credit, he worked. He He never pouted. He showed up every day. He cheered for his teammates. Just a testament to the kid himself um, and, and his family. Just um, wow, what 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 a pleasure to 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 be around him this
1: year. No doubt. And Jaime Jaquez Jr. was another player who, his first year at UCLA was also your first year at UCLA. Yeah, Hamito,
2: Hamito uh, He he was a guy, another guy that we would have killed to have at Cincinnati. And, and I say that uh, as a compliment because of how just you know, he gives it, he gives it his all on the court. You watch him play. He's, he's fighting bigger people. He's, he's, he just, he does all the little things. Uh, We we have a stat that we take a lot of pride in. Um, It's, it's a, it's the deflection chart that we, that we keep every game. And he, he, uh, he led our team in deflections by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. And that just shows you uh, what, you know, what Jaime brings to the table from an effort standpoint, because the, Getting deflections, it, it takes a lot of effort. It's a block shot. It's a it's a swipe of the ball. It's a, it's a loose ball. You know, all things that have to go with um, effort, and and he does that um, as good as anybody in our team. So, um, you know, again, great family. Uh, they they love uh, they love UCLA, and um, you know, again,
0: pleasure to coach and very fortunate to have have him in our program as well. Hey, Coach, wanted to ask a quick follow-up before we move on to the players that are incoming to the program this year. We obviously we've just covered all the guys that are already there. And question that I wanted to ask was listen to an interview that Coach Cronin did with Steve Hawkins, the old, the old Western Michigan coach, mm-hmm. on a podcast over the summer. And Coach Hawkins had asked Coach Cronin, you know, what led to the turnaround that you guys had about midway through the season after the, you know, the, the losses to Fullerton and Hofstra and those things, you know, what did you guys, you know, what was done, you know, not just strategically and you know tactically in practice to get that turnaround to occur. And coach Cronin said that, you know, just the more time they got to spend because, you know, first year, the more they got to know the players kind of off the court, you've learned how to coach them better. So, the players got to know you, you guys got to know the players. So, you know, you became better coaches at the same time that the team got better. What exactly, you know, we all know how to spend time with kids, but you know, what specifically, or was there anything specific that was done to kind of get those relationships to gel a little bit more? So you are more familiar with each kid and kind of what buttons to push with each one to get the most out of them.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know if there's, if there's specific, um, you know circumstance or, or situation, but it's just a accumulation of things over time. They see you, you see them, you talk to them, they talk to you, you meet with them, right you watch film, you coach, you coach, and eventually you know cause this is this is a different situation. We didn't recruit this whole team, and so there was no process mm-hmm. before they got here they 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 came here under different circumstances, right to play for a different coach and a different you know, completely different style. And so, you know, building that relationship and getting the message across of how, you know, how we would, you know, we see the team and what we're expecting of them. It just took, it just took time. Um, you know, we brought up Jake Hyman and Jake early on didn't didn't get much of a chance and, and it took him some time to to get comfortable. And Jaime Hacquez didn't, he started 23 games, but there there were seven games he didn't start. And so it took us time to figure what the coach was saying, figure the guys out, figure out who our better players are, how we wanted to play with this particular group. Um, so it was a it was a learning experience, I think, Brad for for both the coaches and the players and and uh, you know they eventually got it, we got it, we both clicked, and you know that embarrassing week uh, where we lost to Stanford and Cal at home, you know we, we just um, excuse me. We lost to Southern Cal, USC and, and Stanford at home. And it, it was embarrassing, you know, it was embarrassing amongst other losses prior to that. They were pretty embarrassing too, but mm-hmm. that, that was, um you know, that we all just kind of woke up at some point and, and it was, it was really fun to be a part of. And I think we won 11 of our last 14 games, we won seven in a row towards the end of the season. So it was really exciting to be a part of that and see a group of guys that, you know they didn't know us. We didn't know them, and how we we're able to come together
0: and uh, form a pretty good relationship. Yeah, no. When he when he when Coach Cronin gave that answer, I had never thought about that. But the personal relationships, getting to know one another—them, you, and you, them—and it made it made a ton of sense. And like I said, it. What really impressed me with his answer was it made him and you and the other coaches on your staff better coaches because you, you knew them better, and, again, they knew you, so everybody was able to flourish. So, sure. yeah, it was, it was a great work by you guys and, again, and by the players. Well, I appreciate that. And we have a motto, and being, uh,
2: being with Mick for so long now, we, we, don't, um, we, we, try, we talk about it a lot with the staff. If the players aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing or if they make a mistake or whatever, you know, we got to find a way to, to, to teach them better, to coach them better. It's not the player's fault. You know, we never say, Mm -hmm. you know, he he didn't do this or he didn't do that. It's why isn't he doing it and how can we get him to do it? And so I I think that's, you know, that's that that mind frame uh, helps you as a coach is to try to get the best out of them. And don't, uh, you know, don't sit there and blame the player, make the player better and and try to help them become the guy that you want them to become.
0: Yeah. Definitely, definitely, words to the wise. There, don't blame them for sure. That's, mm-hmm. that's a great that's a great approach.
1: Fantastic. So, why don't we continue and talk about the two incoming players you have, Jalen Clark and Johnny Juzong.
2: Yeah. So we we haven't really we haven't played live, but while we're in the are on the court now, we're doing small groups of uh, skills. And man, I, I can't tell you how how fun that's been. Um, if you're like a coach again. So that's been awesome. Um, as you can imagine, six months not coaching, it's, it's it was, it's terrible. But uh, so it's been fun being back with all the guys. I would, you know, start off with Jalen Clark. He is another guy that you would throw in there that has, has, uh, you know, f- from a defensive standpoint, really, he, he, he looks the part. He can get in a stance. He's really athletic. He's strong already for a freshman He's got a strong body. Looks like he could play on our football team physically. Um, just a, a tremendous athlete. I think he's got a really good feel on how to play. Um, I know his effort's going to be there. Uh, he's pretty good with the ball. Like, I'm really impressed with his ball handling skills. Um, he can he can definitely uh, break the defense down with his dribble, get in the lane, good passer. I, I saw a lot of that last year on you know, watching a lot of film and you know watching him play. He can, he can break people down, get in the lane and create which is which is key for a good offense and um you know it's just going to be some learning learning uh pains for him because he hasn't done this at this level so every day is a new new experience for him and we got pretty good leadership on our team and, and got good guys so they'll they'll bring him along and I'm sure um you know he he's really going to be a fun player to watch um jo- Johnny is uh extremely smart you know obviously went to Harvard Westlake tremendous school and uh, so, you know, he's smart on the basketball court, hard worker. I think that year, Kentucky is going to really help him. He got a chance to play against some great players, obviously play for a great coach. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think he's uh, he's really excited to get out on the court and show that he's a he's a good player. And he started to come on strong at the end of his freshman season. And, um, you know, just a a pleasure to watch. Great footwork, tremendous shooter uh he is he's another guy I would say came in probably in the best shape uh, as David Singleton just uh can run all day he's, he's in tremendous physical condition and uh you could, it shows and his footwork on his shooting and his his movement uh off the ball is going to be really fun to watch
1: fantastic now I know you're such a defensive oriented program how are you able to work on defense the way you'd like with the COVID restrictions
2: yeah, well, if, if you looked at our Ken Palm numbers last year, you wouldn't say we were a defensive program, but uh, that's a joke. I think we were one. We were 112 in the Ken Palm, and that's something that Coach Cronin and myself, we we look at that stuff pretty closely. And Cincinnati, that one year we might have been two at the end of the season in the country in defensive efficiency were 112. So that's got to get better. Um, it, it will get better, I think, you know, guarding the three-point line. We we gave up 37% from three last year. That's not good. That's got to get better. But um, you know, as far as what what we're doing now, you know, it's it's all it's it's no contact. So it's a lot of a lot of. Um, we just this past week we started doing. Um, the first week was all offense, and then we sprinkled in some defense, and a lot of closeouts. Working on getting the shooters, uh, defensive slides. Um, you know, uh, try, try some some shell where you, you you work on getting to help defense, but again, it's this, there's no live competition yet, so it's it's basically basically you know no, no offense and just working on on fundamentals. And uh, because the guys have um, haven't been in practice, so we haven't done anything with them in months, six months, right? Mm-hmm. You got to be careful, and you can't go too fast. You don't want anybody to get hurt. So we really we really Taking our time and 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 uh, trying to get the guys back in somewhat condition uh, before we we start going crazy with defensive things. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's I expect that our guys are going to understand what we expect um, from them, and I I, I would assume uh, I hope and uh, they better we better be a better better defensive team. We got to be better, and and that that will uh, you know that ultimately that win us games.
1: Absolutely. I think all the fans want to know with all the shutdowns, how are you making sure that your players are connecting with each other and connecting with the coaching staff
2: during, during the the shutdown? you mean, yeah, Yeah, it was hard. I mean, we we didn't want to overdo it with the zooms, but we, you know, we probably had a, I would say a team zoom um, once a week, at least just to, you know, give them updates on what's going on. You know, it was good for, you know, Jalen, uh, Clark and Johnny Juzang to, and Logan to, you know, even though they're not physically seeing the team, but just being part of the team and that, in that aspect. So that was, I think pretty important. And, uh, constant communication on the phone, calling guys, uh, texting guys every day, trying to get our other players to reach out to guys on the team outside of the team zoom, right. Uh, through the phone, just sort of connected, but, uh, you know it was difficult and it was we were limited to what we could do and um but we got through it and uh they seemed to be uh excited to be back
1: but what are the current restrictions placed on your program because obviously you're not in person
2: i lost the last part you were breaking well, up your,
1: your your classes are not in person correct
2: yeah so it's all uh it's all
0: virtual learning so they're all everything's online
1: okay Uh, Brad, did you have anything else at this point?
0: Yeah, I just kind of go along with that same question about what you're able to do. I know you guys have a new athletic director. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure that's – my question isn't about him, but what's the communication like from admin to, you know, Coach Cronin and your staff to your players, and how much do the parents know about, you know, what their kids are doing on a day-in and day-out basis not just in basketball, but how they're being kept safe. Is there a pretty good line of communication there? Is it, I would imagine it's pretty, pretty robust and pretty consistent.
2: Yeah. You, you would, from an outsider, right. You would think UCLA is going to be all over that stuff. And they, and they have been uh, we've, we've had uh, back to training zooms where parents and family members are allowed to participate, obviously with the athlete athletes as well. <clears throat> and just giving all our protocol on what we were going to do and how it's going to look and uh, just the constant communication um, from, from a safety standpoint, you know, UCLA is never, ever going to put uh, people in jeopardy, uh, the athletes and staff included. So they've been, uh, you know, I can't really speak for a lot of other schools. I talked to a few of my coaching friends, everybody does things differently throughout the country, it seems, but um, you know, we're really going to be careful and and, uh, do the best we can. I mean, You know, unfortunately, this thing is – I don't know if there's an exact way to do it. Um, We're going to – you know, everyone's going to have to expect at some point there's going to be a problem to to some degree. I hope hope not, but if there is, we just got to deal with it and, um, you know, just try to keep our guys as safe as possible. I know the staff is going to protect themselves, um, you know, with masks while we're coaching at least in practice for, for the time being, I don't know if that'll ever change, but um, it's a different, yeah. it's a different world. Um, and, and we just got to deal with it. But the, but the fact that we're, we're in the gym playing basketball for the kids, I think it's an awesome thing. And I know they're very happy uh, on the court. It's, you know, it's what they love to do. And uh, so from a mental you know, a mental standpoint, this is, this has been great for the guys. I know it's, I know it's been great for the coaches. So I can just imagine how excited they've been to be back in practice, working out.
0: In, in a perfect world, when is your first game this season? Do you guys have any idea if everything kind of stays that, you know, with any, no major outbreaks or anything like that? When do you think your first game would be? Well, the
2: NCAA uh, stated that November 25th, you can start to play games. So okay. we, we, we had the, um, the wooden legacy uh, in Anaheim that that's being moved to, uh, to Orlando. Um, Unfortunately we have, you know, if we're going to participate in that, it would have to be across the country, but nothing is the scheduling. If you follow social media has been really just. uh, It must be havoc. Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's tough, but uh, we haven't announced our schedule yet uh, as far as the non-conference games. And hopefully we can, we can clear that up within the, within the next week. But because of the uncertainty in so many things, it's really been hard to sure. lock everything down. But uh, we're, we're going to take it uh, – we're blessed to, to practice today, right? Tomorrow we'll get back on yeah. the court. That, that's a blessing. And, and if we can – everybody stays healthy and throughout the country we keep moving forward, we get be able to, to, to compete, and that would be awesome as well. So no matter how it looks this year, it's just we're going to have – everyone's going to have to deal with it. And uh, there's no perfect scenario, but, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it just, we got to just get through it and uh, we will. And, and, and uh, it's going to be mentally tough with it.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Brad, do you have any more questions? No, no, I was, that was great. I just, again, coach, we appreciate you coming on. You got it. You got
1: it. Well, before you leave though, we do have one last question. That is we know how frustrating it is that you turned around a program in an incredible fashion last year, a uh, really difficult start to the season and a really incredible end. How do you keep the momentum that you had at the end of the season with all the roadblocks that have been put forth before you? I think that's what the UCLA fans want to know. You
2: no, know, in regards to uh, how the season's going to look, I mean, we we, end, we ended the season on a high note, but but also a, a disappointing note. You know, we lost, a. uh, a game that we could have, uh, been co-champs, right. With, with Oregon at regular season. And, um, that was disappointing the way we lost that game. And then we had no, uh, we didn't play our PAC 12 tournament and the NCAA tournament didn't happen. So there's some, I think there's unfinished business that we have to, uh, that we have to, have to go forward. And like Chris Smith, I don't know if it was Chris or Chris Smith's dad. Somebody said it somewhere publicly. I don't know if it was an article somewhere where, you know, we got some unfinished business. Um, and and I, I think the guys believe that and feel that. I know the coaches do. So, you know, we, we got to go back out there and prove it again because what happened last year it doesn't matter. This year, it's a new year. But we, we, have, we have a good, good nucleus of the players back. They know what to expect. They're hungry. They're, um, I think they, they're much more confident in not only themselves but but the coaches and our plan and um it's exciting so we're just going to have to go out there and and um you know play with that chip on our shoulder and uh that 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 will carry us through
1: coach savino thank you so much for your time tonight and we wish you the best of luck
2: you got it guys everybody be safe and uh, hopefully uh you know we're, we're going to have a great season and uh, go bruins absolutely Thanks, Coach. Talk to you soon. See you, Brett. See you, Steve. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.